What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 14. As always, I'm James Fairchild. I'm Aaron Pena. I'm Jared Scott. I'm Joseph King. What's, What's up, going everybody? on, people? <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> Not much, man. How, how have you all been this past week? I've, I've been good. I've been well. I feel rested. Been a pretty good week. Not too bad. Just trying to finish up some summer school. And that's about it. Oh, yeah. y'all, y'all are still going with summer we, school? We are on, well, the, where I'm at, we're on the last week of summer school. Just a little insight. Just It has been very, very difficult trying to get these kids to do anything yeah. after they haven't done much. And it's all online, right? Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, it's been <laughs> kind of a semi, not even a semi-preview, like a little little tickle of what the preview of the fall might look like. <laughs> like it's going to yeah. be a pain in Sample the ass. Sample dose of what's yeah. to come. It's going to yeah. be a pain in the ass. And, and motivation. Amped yeah. up by a million. Yeah. 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 You think motivation will just be the main yeah, I the, mean the the hardest, the biggest battle to overcome is just motivating them when you're not physically in front of them. Well, yeah, I mean we have a kid right now that, like I told you, he's babysitting his little siblings. That's got to be hard. And then when the mom gets home, then he can work, but he's already tired from taking care of siblings all day. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, golly, can, I mean I don't blame the kid like being tired. Like you just watch them for eight. 10 hours. Yeah. And then to say, oh, well, I better do my work. Well, I mean, that's hard for a 13-year-old boy to do. For sure. Mm -hmm. That's hard for me to do sometimes when my wife is working and I've watched the kids all day long and by the time she gets home, I'm just done. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's exhausting watching kids. That's just what I I love. them. But like I said, I get props to that kid. He's trying and, you know, it's just like I said, that's how my week has been going. So it's kind of inching into... What the fall is going to be looking like. Getting closer to reality. What about you, James? What have you been up to? Not much, man. Just hanging out with the family. My son had a birthday a couple days ago. He turned 11. Other than that, man, I've just been looking forward to sports starting back up. Baseball has begun. Rangers playing a couple days, and then basketball starting up, what, next week? So yeah. Real enthusiastic crowds in the MLBs. Oh, yeah. Real enthusiastic <laughs> Should be interesting to see what's going to happen. I can't remember who I was watching. I could have sworn that they had fan like yelling as a background or something in the music. Like they had fans cheering or something. And well, uh, there's it, been all kinds of different stuff. It's crazy. Like EA Sports was like putting in like the the crowd noise from the yeah, FIFA that's games what soccer. The and Korean then, baseball put blow up dolls into the audience. No, they weren't <laughs> blow up dolls. They were real dolls. They were yeah, yeah they were sex dolls. The real dolls. <laughs> that's what they're called yeah. though. I have one. They're, oh, <laughs> hey oh. So, speaking of which, Joseph, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> Not that. Uh, just been busy. I, today, I had my first uh, toddler moment with Ellie, where hey. I left her with uh, the 10-year-old for a little bit. I went to go take a shower, and I came out, and uh, she gets these diaper rashes, and so you all know the desitin that mm. you put on the rashes, mm. the cream. And then we uh, found a little, almost like life hack in the NICU. They told us to get the, it's like stoma powder that they use for people in the hospital like that have like uh, bandaging and they put that powder on to keep it dry. You mix that with a desitin and makes this really fine paste because mm. she gets diaper rashes really bad. So we've been using that and I came out and her hands all the way almost to her elbows were covered in it. <laughs> it's all around her mouth. And I was like, oh, shit. And, oh, yeah. uh, and you're like, I, I just cleaned myself. I cleaned all that <laughs> off and luckily uh, 
you know, the paramedic of me, I went, I went straight to Google and <laughs> <laughs> looked to see what Destitin could do, and it says mild diarrhea. So uh, there will we'll be many more of those moments. I'm sure. Yet I'm, to come. I'm trying to keep like crowns out of her uh, crayons and pins and things yeah. like that to get away from the walls. A crown should be okay though. She should be fine wearing a crown. A crown. Crayon. Oh, you crayon. 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 You crayons. Library. Fucking um, library. So library. <laughs> library. And then I bought a I bought a new phone. I went to uh I switched. I got rid of Sprint because Sprint sucks ass. They do. They're terrible. I'm switching to and and it's our they're like they're we're the number one nationwide community service. Well it doesn't work here in no, Amarillo it at all. Doesn't. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't even work all. out of town. No, I'm always roaming. I'll leave Northwest. Every time I leave Northwest at work, it always has me roaming. And I was like, I was done. So me and my wife got on a plan finally. Um, went to AT&T and I got the iPhone 11. The iPhone. That's good. Hell yeah. And, uh, so finally you, came back. And you've been a, you've been an Android user for exclusively for most, a while now, most right? Most of my cell phone carrying life, I, I had a stint where I, I worked for a flight service that they required us to have iPhone. And I had that for the time being that I was there and I went back to Android. But I'm really happy with this phone, man. Like it just works. Everything's awesome. It, it oh, just yeah. does what it's supposed to do. And, uh, but like, damn, buying a phone nowadays is like buying a fucking car. Yeah. It's so a huge commitment. Well, like, it's just like the paperwork you have to do, like all the things that they talk about. And then you about. drop it once and it's done. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, your car can take a few bumps and scratches. Okay. So you got the Pro, the iPhone 11 Pro, or just, just, the, re- just the, regular. the regular? Can I yeah. see it real quick? Yeah. Because I'm, you know, my wife and I are kind of looking at the same deal where we. We have the ability to upgrade, and we have the 8 Plus. Mine's on the way in the mail. I'm getting the same exact phone, the iPhone 11, not the Pro or the other one, the Max. But you can take I'm switching from Sprint. It seems thicker. Also. It, well, I mean, it's in an otter box. So That's here, true. Let me see that's it. true. <clears throat> sorry, guys. I got an XR. I'm sorry. Can't be uh, cool. Cast that, that's can what, see, that's what Brianna has. Too? That's still a good phone, too. Oh, that's, cool. that, that's like the 10R, right? Or whatever they call but it. But it's not the yeah, I was about to say, yeah, that's not that's not the eleven. Yeah, see. The eleven's yeah. newer, right? Yeah. yeah right and the oh, okay. oh god, oh, I'm just kidding. Coming out in November, I believe. It's a massive camera. And this has a, like the wide angle lens iPhone 12. and stuff. The pro has three cameras. That yeah, one the pro, two. this one has two, and then the XR I'll, has the one, I guess. I, I will I will get the iPhone twelve. You will? Because twelve is my favorite number. Oh, I didn't know that. There you, you go. There you go. I don't wow. the only complaint I have about these, um, I think my eight pluses or the eight was the last one that has the actual tactile button. Right. And I, I don't know if I want to go to one I, that gets rid of the damn button. It's been hard to, it. to not get, it has been hard to get used to it, but the Samsung phones that I had, they yeah. don't have a button either. So yeah, it's kind of, there's no getting away been, from that. It has been a little bit easy. What happened to being promised foldable phones? Well, they made that. They they brought the yeah, the, but it's uh, still junk, right? The Samsung one. It's no, still no, no, no. Well, not I, for old people. Uh, they the, love them. The, the what is the razor? Yeah, yeah, no, back. yeah, no. But the the ones that are just like you know, where oh, I can take this yeah. phone and I can just fold it up and put it into my pocket. You know, where's the next big revolutionary that's leap gone. in cell phone technology? Yeah, I don't think that's going to come back. That's for old people. <laughs> they need the words and the buttons. I no, I don't want it. the words and the buttons. I'm saying it's an iPhone. It's the size of this, but I can still I can fold it in half. It's still the exact same thing, but the technology has made it so small that I can just fold it in half and put it in my pocket, and it's not a rigid shape in my pocket. It's called a beeper. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like, like, an it, LED, like an LED paper thin. I, I know what you mean. Like a paper thin technology. You just want, technology. You want, you want something. Else. I just, yeah, I want, I want a next big revolutionary hey, step. Is your house beeper friendly? What? Definitely. <laughs> I don't remember that no. part. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot, forgot. 
dumbasses. We didn't have that. <laughs> we didn't get to okay, experience yeah, yeah. the beeper craze. Yeah, Prost. Jared, what's going on for Flavor of the Week? Um, all right, so the first one uh, comes from the uh, fine, upstanding crew over at Barstool's. Um, they put out something earlier this week talking about George Steph- Stephanopoulos's wife saying <laughs> <laughs> saying that parents should watch porn with their kids. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, George Stephanopoulos. I, I don't. I don't watch this guy. Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. Uh, and Allie went with his wife. Want um, watch porn with their with their teenage daughters because uh, and I'm quoting I'm quoting the article here. Uh, saying essentially that um, women have been conditioned to look and act a certain way in porn, and they wanted to make sure that their children knew uh, that that was a performance. And I guess to 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 make sure that the kids understood their expectations of their sex life. I don't know. That's nope. That's weird to me. Well, it's weird not, to not me. Feeling it. <laughs> Very awkward and, and inappropriate for you ever to watch a pornographic film with your 15-year-old and 17-year-old. They know what sex is. They know what porn is by that age. I mean... I don't even watch porn with my wife. It's just... You know what I mean? Like, it's it's creepy. Know. It's it's creepy and it's disgusting. Well, and I find it, I find it very weird that... Are I just they find go, the whole uh, thing very weird, like, man. Well, yeah. Like, what's her reasoning behind it? Is they they, they, they is this first of all? Is their child a she boy said, or a girl? Uh, it, it's two two daughters, um, a seventeen year old and a fifteen year old. So she's basically conditioning them. Well, for the future. well, that's the thing. She she wanted she wanted to be there and explain to them that they are performing and that it's dangerous to have boys see uh, to see this as something that women want. Um, she said that you can't stop them, so she might as well watch it with them. Not watch it with them. Educate them, how many, yes, how but don't watch it with them. How old are their children? 17 and 15. <sighs> yeah. And that's a, that's a different perspective to take as well. How many 15-year-old girls are watching that? I don't know. I was never a 17 or 15-year-old girl. So you weren't? Never. No. Oh, it's like 2020. I, 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 thought this was a, I thought the hormones were kicking in and <laughs> transitioning. Well, that's a, this is a perfect year, example <laughs> of the 2020... Just perspective and like of way of parenting minds. it's it's so bizarre and weird especially people that have money they just get even further and further away from reality <laughs> well, yeah, exactly I, I think that's the that's the that's the main thing is just they're just so they're out out you're there, so rich man. you can do whatever you want they're sure show there. your kids porn but, you know and i and i guess i can kind of understand her her concern of well i don't want my daughters to watch porn and think that oh automatically this is the this is the perception or this is the way i have to be and the way i have to act and all that and i can kind of i guess understand that but there's nah. other ways of having conversations about having a healthy sex life that has nothing to do with sitting and watching right. porn with your children. There's there's education out there for for young yeah. people to education's be- not porn. You don't want a history lesson and decide, hey, I'm going to go watch Saving Private Ryan for my history lesson. No, it's called Shaving Private yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Shane Ryan's Private. That's okay. That's what that one was called. Okay. Spaceballs Five. <laughs> Ball worthy. Well, George, uh, Aaron, um, what do you think about watching porn weird. with your kids? Aaron. Oh, here. <laughs> I mean, we everybody has their own parenting style, no matter what. Yeah. You know, do I agree with it? No, I don't. I don't agree with it. You know, but it, like you said, there's different ways of talking about sex, showing them sex, you know. there's Finding I mean, the right people that can yeah, educate them. I mean, there's different appropriately. Ways. Yeah, no, I mean, not, not by staring at a screen with your dad watching. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, it, what they didn't explain what it was either. Too, I mean, I mean it could be anything. <laughs> you wouldn't have to know. Like, what Donkeys. genre did you focus so, on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe the 
the article. Maybe I mean maybe she said it where porn it could. I don't know. Could be a. It could be the Cinemax porn, or it could be the, that's what I'm saying. Like, or it could be a. Well, that's they're, not they're very probably, They're probably not logging <laughs> into browsers. I mean, that yeah. is more an- anatomically correct. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, everybody has different aspects of. Right, it's just really I, far away from I, how I, we. I think, would yeah, do I think I mean, we all touched on this topic, so let's move on. So. Oh, I'm going to touch on it later. Bad, <laughs> bad parenting 101, right there. Yeah. Terrible. Um, speaking of another interesting kind of flavor of the week, uh, Kanye was in South Carolina. And having a, a rally for his presidential campaign that can't happen, um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and he, he man, I, I watched some of it, and it just seems like he's a guy with the mental health issues. Well, he's have you bipolar. seen his Twitter recently? I, no, I haven't Dude, seen his Twitter. it's and futz, man. Is it really? He's oh, been yeah. diagnosed with bipolar. He's, he's yeah, nice. but it seems like people are just sitting back, and, 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 and you know, he's a free man. He can do whatever he wants, but it seems like people are profiting off of him, and that's where I would draw the line in something. If other people are... In any way, are, are are taking advantage of him in the state that he's in? It's not to me. It's oh, not listen ethical, to this. Listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm already excited just for the way know, you laughed. Just... Kim, this is from Kim. Kim says that he's Lil Kim. His his wife. Oh, his Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Oh, come on, bro. Yeah, uh, she man. says that you know he's brilliant. He's complicated. He's been battling with bipolar for a long time. Okay. He accused her on Twitter of cheating on him with Meek Mill and being a white supremacist and called her mom Chris Jong-un. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I have... I have Dude, he's, he's... He's lost his mind. He's, he's breaking down. Mind. Like, I went onto his Twitter the other day because they were talking about it and they were like... Somebody said... Uh, I saw this uh, fantastic like meme. It was like... Because y'all heard about Britney Spears too losing her mind, right? Yeah, that, we'll we'll talk about that in the when we get when we delve into the conspiracies. she's recovered apparently. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> but there was a somebody posted on Twitter and they were like, "Oh, y'all are gonna sit there and you know defend Kanye and Britney and talk about they need mental help, but are gonna go walk into a voting booth and vote for someone that obviously has dementia in November." <laughs> like, <laughs> but if you go onto Kanye's Twitter. It's like he's trying to make his own campaign signs, and he's using like Walmart orange cardboard paper and and a and a felt marker, and it looks like the the font looks like the the S that people would draw in high school when you start with the three lines. Yeah, and I love drawing that. S. That's, that was so that's fun. what they look like. <laughs> so oh, bad. He's man. losing his mind. Oh yeah, he he claims he's been trying to get divorced from Kim because of the Meek Mill stuff, but... Who's going <laughs> to snap first, Antonio Brown or Kanye West? Which Kanye one loses West. Well, Kanye West, because Antonio Brown's not... He, he, he claims that he's walking away from football together. He's done, so... Good for him. He, that's probably a good idea. Did you see that music <laughs> video that Antonio Brown Oh, did? dude, it's trash. Where he was trying I've to s- play the guitar. Hey, I've <laughs> seen plenty of Amarillo rappers come out with better videos than that. <laughs> yeah, and they're there pretty bad, too. Good, there's yeah. some good, nah, there's some good Amarillo rappers. There's some good. No, we're not going to talk heard some, about that. We I've know who the mix, best are. I've heard some mixed CDs I'm, in my I'm day. thinking about having them on the podcast sometime. Would Why, life? Let's do it. Would life? Or your wife. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Jared? Um, are, are we done talking about Kanye? Thank I goodness. Mean, All right, yeah. so moving on. Um, <laughs> He's not a legit candidate. Really. Uh, and so this is this is one, and I want to make sure I'm saying this correct, Joseph. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting the wrong award for it. But Last of Us Two was the fastest selling PlayStation release ever, or yeah, something like that. Well, is fastest selling PlayStation release ever, and it goes across from PlayStation One all the way to PlayStation Four. Yeah. It was a the most bought game like from launch to 
when they record the NPD numbers after a week of it being out, mm-hmm. uh, was the fastest selling game for fastest PlayStation. Selling game. That's crazy. It's very divisive. A lot of people hate it. What uh, type online. of game is it? What, it's, what can it's, people expect? So what it's technically classified as a third person action adventure game, which is like your your uh, your Resident Evils, your things like anything where the camera is behind the character. That's third person, Grand Theft Auto, things like that. And then uh, action adventure means you do something that has an action, where like Call of Duty, you're shooting, you're killing, you're doing these things like that. Uh, you, um, it has elements of survival horror, like Resident Evil, where there's like these zombie creatures in the game that you try to survive from, as well as uh, it's it's basically post-apocalyptic. It takes place uh, forty years into the future. In the future. After a virus uh, took over, a pandemic, global pandemic happened and... Takes place 2060. <laughs> but, uh... What about that's, this, go- that's, that's this ghost game? I've heard a lot about Ghost that. of Tsushima. It's yeah. it's uh, oh, God, that's, that, game that, that game's wicked awesome. cool. It's a uh, third person action adventure game. It's a but it's a a um, samurai game and it takes place in feudal Japan. And the whole the cool thing about that game is you could play the entire game in black and white with Japanese subtitles, so it looks like an old like kung fu movie, like an old oh, Japanese cool. uh, samurai movie. So, so very very cool video games. So was Last of right Us now. two and Ghost of Tsushima were those? PlayStation exclusives? Yes, they are only on PlayStation 4. And I did see one thing that apparently Microsoft is not releasing when their new next-gen comes out, same as, as the PlayStation 5. They have the yeah, Xbox they're, One. They're whatever. keeping their mouths shut. So like this time of year is usually when uh, the Entertainment Electronic Expo happens every year in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, California. It's where all the game developers go and they showcase their video games and things like that. And uh, it's not happening this year, obviously, because of coronavirus. And... The main reason that it, those two companies, Microsoft and Sony, are keeping their lips tight about the price, uh, they're, they're, they're basically waiting to see what the, who's going to buckle first, who's going to show, and then the other one will release either a lower price point, or probably, if they're smart, they'll just go with the same price point. I, I got into a conversation with somebody the other day, um, I think it was my buddy Rick, and we were talking about how you have, you know, you have Xbox, and then you have PlayStation. And that there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between that, and then you have Trump and you have Biden, and the Joe Jorgensen fans are sitting on the side, and the you know the PC fans are sitting on the side saying, <laughs> "What about us? What about us? More people agree with us." It's a good comparison. Yeah, I don't I like believe that. in console wars. I think anybody should play where they want to play. Uh, there's no difference between an Xbox One and a PlayStation Four. They, the only difference is, is Sony has some exclusives, but at the same time. It, it's just just play what you want, and that's the only reason I'm I, I'm going to get a PlayStation Five. I, I've been because Xbox, of the exclusives. Because of the exclusives, I want to play Spider Man. I want to play um, God of War, especially you know Four. I mean, I haven't had a PlayStation since God since Twin Towers. Now, the cool thing is, ex- exclusives are coming to PC right now. There's an exclusive yeah. that was a PlayStation Four owned title called Horizon Zero Dawn comes to PC next month. So. Uh, it, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it doesn't matter. I guarantee you, in the next two to three years, you're gonna see Halo on PlayStation. Oh, it's sure. gonna, it's gonna happen. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, anyway, video games are cool. Video What's games next? are cool. James, you like video games? I do, but yeah. I like music better. What's going on with the Rolling Stones? This wow. is awesome. Is it? Yeah. yeah no. I, okay. So, uh, just reading from this, the Rolling Stones released an unreleased track. Uh, called Scarlet with Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page, recorded in 1974. So they did this today. This this broke at 8 a.m. this morning. Uh, the Rolling Stones just uploaded it to Twitter. They uploaded it to iTunes and everything like that. And in it fact, is a- here's a little bit of it. Yeah, go ahead. We we don't care if we get claimed. 
But anyway, it's called Scarlet, and it's it's got this like almost like blues vibe to it. And to be recorded in '74 when the Stones were very popular, it doesn't sound like anything else the Stones really used to ever do. And it has Jimmy Page on it, and like, what the hell? They held on to it for this long. I wonder if like did Keith Richards just find it or what? Oh God, was it sandwiched in between an old? It was basically a demo. Yeah, and you could tell the quality isn't like complete good edited studio quality, even for 1974 for their prior albums and stuff like that. Uh, but it, it's a damn good song. I, I, I kind of apparently to during the, the recording with them, it turned into like a lock-in, and they were there like all night, just hanging out, recording stuff. And this was a product of their jam session, Scarlet. How awesome cool. do you think that would have been to be like a fly on the wall with like the Stones and Jimmy Page and just, just God knows what drugs went down that night, but oh, like, sex like just a conversation, the insights. If, just, they, if they did a lock-in, how many other songs did they make? You know I'm I mean? sure there's some more unreleased music that will come out one of these days or maybe it won't. All the legalities these days of music. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what can get published and brought to the public, but... It's pretty neat. It's like with Tupac after he died, all his songs that his mother helped release after he died. Yeah, man. There's tons, tons of, of art, music. There's tons of artists that have unreleased Vault music. Vault music. I bet you Elvis has some that he'd never let out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's worth millions, too. And I bet there's stuff that's like really, really good. Like Nirvana has tracks that are still. Every yeah, now there was and a song that out. came out what, past five yeah, years ago. Like it was 2012. It was a Kurt Cobain like love song, and it was like just all acoustic, and it was pretty good. It wasn't a long song. It was maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. But it was uh, I Love Her. I think that's the title of it. It was really good. Raw, you know, not real good quality, but you could just feel the the emotion and intensity of his voice. I love shit like that because it's like it just it almost brings a more human aspect. Like I love hearing about bands that are just, you know, astronomically yeah. great and then like finding out like when they started. Like and before they even got the confidence to are going back famous. to vinyl hearing the raw sound of the first recordings of their music. Right. It's like just really popular with everybody today. They're going back and buying all that old stuff. I've got a nice record player cabinet. It's so nice it doesn't work, but if y'all want it, <laughs> I'll, I'll sell it to you. James would take it. He'll he'll just throw it in the corner back here. Dude, yeah, it would look love, really good, man. Like we'll it try to get really it going. Good. That would be awesome. Let's do that. Get a collection going. Yeah. Um, all right, so our next, and uh, we have another topic, I think. Um, scientists are figuring out how to, de- how to delay aging. Wow. Uh, now, with this, I- I've been sitting here trying to read through not the crap on CNN, but the actual like source material. Yeah, and it's, yeah. well, it reads like something that I really can't understand. That's when why I, read it the first that's time why when I, put the, I read that, <laughs> and then I was like, ah, the CNN Google Docs a little, or to put that into Google Docs a little bit more user friendly. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, it's just this, this always, this always worries me to an extent because, um, I ever tell you about my book I tried writing, and then I realized that I don't have the discipline to write a book. And then it turned into a short story. And essentially, no. what it is, is let's you hear have, it. Okay. So you have this, um, you have this guy, and he 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 comes across these Tibetan style monks. And, you know, Tibetan is just the word that I was using. And essentially, what these monks have done is they have been alive for like 200, 250 years. And he's trying to figure out how they have been able to to slow down their aging and to live that long. And what it is is they have found specific sounds and lights that when they interface them and then when they when they are exposed in a certain pattern, a certain rhythm. It, it activates certain chemicals and releases certain chemicals and endorphins and that it, that that 
cures cancers and tumors and stuff like that. It's crazy. And so the guy takes the uh, the research back to the states, um, gets killed. CIA gets in, gets a hold of it, you know. And then we jump forward fifty years later, and and it follows these three characters. And one of the characters is a fireman. And, you know, they're putting out a fire and he looks up and it's four stories up and it's this little girl on her balcony and his visor drops down and it loads the jump program. And so the jump program is it's lights and sounds that are introduced into his cortex that essentially rewire his brain and shoot additional adrenaline and all the chemicals that you would need. And he jumps to the fourth Dude, floor. Dude, that's fucking awesome. And then he jumps out. And so... You should write that. Dude, oh, I'd oh, read that. Oh, yeah, that's I'll pretty continue. cool. Um, and so... It follows him. It follows um, uh, an army soldier's wife who was in the army, uh, and then she lost a limb. And then she's she's part of like an experimental process to regrow the limb using all these things, going through all these different um, sessions and everything. Kind of like you would like a tattoo removal or a tattoo. You have to go in through different sessions and different growths and different stimulus happen. Well, when we fast forward like another 50 years, and hundreds of millions of people are dying. And essentially what it is is because this was this was practiced by the monks, but they sat there and they meditated for years and years. But what people are doing is they're activating the autonomous aspects of our life. And they're getting so they're rewiring their brain to a point that they have to okay, inhale, exhale, you know, pump blood, pump here, you know, run my they're having to run all their organs that happen just naturally. They're having to constantly think about it. So not to interrupt the ideas of your book, but you're no. thinking that that is kind of like not necessarily where we're headed, but it reminded you of that because of because because that's essentially so, all they're doing. So what they're doing uh, for the article, they're delaying aging. They're figuring, and they haven't completely figured it out. But what they're doing is uh, to keep it as layman as possible. Um, they're going individual cell by cell uh, from each organ system and trying to help slow the progression of age, helping defeat. Uh, it's it's common knowledge in. Uh, in the medical field that you live long enough, you are going to contract a cancer at some point yeah. in your yeah. life. You're something in your body is going to develop in their cancer. It's all a cancer is a, is a mutated cell mm-hmm. in that specific, uh, and there's so group. many, and there's so many different cancers. There, there's so oh, many. So and, and so, so like if you live long enough, you are going to com- uh, develop cancer at some point, but, and they just can't figure out why people are getting it early is the problem. And they're still trying to research that. But what they're trying to do with this is just delay the ability to, or the process of aging uh, through delaying organ tissue death. Because that's what causes aging. And I, I, I think that's awesome. But at the same time, obviously this is something that's not going to happen in our lifetime, probably. no. no. Uh, or the, not going to happen where we would the four of us would see the benefits of it, right? But even if you could, would you? If they said you could be this age forever, would you do it? Mm. I, you know, I like the idea of doing of some kind of consciousness transfer, where you're able to transfer your consciousness. You know, because I mean, that's all we are. Everything else, I mean, we're not a meat yeah, suit, no, but you, we're a meat we're suit. A we're a meat sack. We're, we we are in, we're a brain, and we have our central nervous system, and and that's that's it. That's us. Yeah. You know, when you break down what we are, we're this is just a suit. And I would, I, I mean, I would love the idea of a consciousness transfer where I can move from one, not necessarily to be exactly a, you to, in something else. I would, yeah, me in something else's body it doesn't like have to be toaster. necessarily biological, like a, like a fork. Maybe like a fork. Uh, it depends. On, it depends. It I depends. want to be able to choose my own fabricated body in the future. But did you want it to be biological or would you want it to be like a cyborg? 
Maybe a mixture of both. Yeah. That'd Just be something cool. something that's functional that looks real, that looks authentic like a human body would look, but has the functionality of a machine that wanna, has super strength or yeah. capability of, of not aging in some way. Aaron, when I first asked that question, you shook your head immediately. Why would you not want to live that long? Well, just religious reasons. Just, just religious reasons. Reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, I and like. I, yeah, I, I get yeah. that. And then my, the, <laughs> you know, I think it's bastardizing those that came before us. They didn't get that chance. You know what I mean? I just think it's cool to think about. I know it's, it's not ever going to happen, no. but it's yeah, just, just. Well, I mean, it could. It could happen, it's not man. Happen to I us. mean, you got to think about yeah. it. Maybe our children's children. Think or about our children. the forties to now. Which and obviously we're 60 all. Sixty Everybody span. in this room mm-hmm. is a father. Yeah. We, we would all love our children to never be able to die. Yeah. So well, yeah. yeah, if it happens for them, great. Yeah. Let's make them the cyborgs have that decision, <laughs> and then they can be the Terminators. Yeah. We're just going to be the old people that uh, die, John Connor. <laughs> hopefully of natural causes and old age. <laughs> that's, anyway. a, that's, that's a weird thought, too. Like, everybody in this room, everybody in the world's, the one way you want to go is just to sleep in your bed. Yeah. I don't know about that. Rarely man. never happens. I don't know about I don't know about sleeping in my bed. You don't want to get your head decapitated? No, I'm not saying that I want something <laughs> incredibly violent or something. I'm just saying, you know, if I... I want to blow the... Fuck up. That could be cool. <laughs> if you're gonna, if I'm gonna die, maybe shoot me out into space and just let me watch. Shoot me out of a cannon. Awesome. When I'm 90, just shoot me out of a cannon into the ocean. Oh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll just explode <laughs> inside of the cannon. If I, I do say that. Like, if I'm that old, just get me like, just give me DMT and, <laughs> and like lock you in a room with Joe Rogan and cocaine and and shoot me out of a cannon in into like just the stratosphere or something. And you know what? Care. Joe Rogan is one of those guys that I think would buy into adopting a new body and living forever. I don't see why you wouldn't. Well, and you don't have to live forever, but I could live, if I knew that, the amount of just information that you could design, like you could have a goal of, okay, I'm going to live the next hundred years and do this. And then you're done with that. I'm like, all right, I've still got time. I'm going to go do this for the next hundred years. We're all dead and gone and Joe Rogan's still doing uh, his podcast. All right, right, joining me uh, today is uh, Nanite XIXO54. He was the first Terminator. What's up, bro? Have you ever done DMT? (laughs) He's he's out there enough to be able to do that forever, I feel like. Okay, so so since... Since we're talking about death, I'm curious. What about <laughs> <laughs> what about your choice of of burial? I mean, for example, I would love to be buried in like a, I'd love to be buried in like a pod or something that was placed near the uh, the base of a tree, something where the the natural parts of me can can help sustain life well, somewhere else. I can elaborate on a funeral service for <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> He told me this like years ago. He wants to be hung from the rafters of some building like on church. wires and <laughs> just spun around and, and swoop down. down. Just around. Playing techno music or some gangster rap. You know, ghetto boys. I don't want to be buried. I want to be cremated. I do. Aaron? Because I, I want to be an organ donor and then like that way there's nothing left to be buried anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's up, Aaron? <clears throat> two things. I got two. So, cremated because the Pope finally said it was okay to do it. You know, and I'm like, yeah, okay, good. You know, because funerals cost a lot. <laughs> but there's this right. real interesting one that I saw a couple of years back. Um, 
they can turn you into a record. Oh, hell yeah. Like a record. You put your ashes <laughs> on the record, and you can pick like, your favorite songs that were, you know. And then it's just like being, they just mold it into a record, yeah, and it's it, fully functional. Yeah, it's a fully functional record. It's just like having your ashes in the canister, dude. That's badass. That, that's super. So, cool. what song would you be? Songs. All right. Well, what song? What, what, give me, give yeah. me an example yeah, of a song what, what, on the if record. If you were going to be immortalized life. in the music, oh, what would you be? For What's the rest your top three? Like this is you, man. This is yeah. what you you're spin finally. me right round, baby, right round like no, a record, baby. Like, that, really? That would be. Poetic. No, no. The biggest, like, I hate saying it. I'm not trying to sound cocky on this one, but <laughs> Big Papa. Oh, oh yeah. man, I like it. Like that's the that's, that's my first one right there. You know, I would, I would if you, God forbid, yeah. knock on wood. But if if we were to lose you, I'd blast Big Papa every day no for joke. you, man. Like, every day. Like that's probably like, I don't know, my brother Paul. That's my ringer on him. I'm like every time I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I just yeah. love it. I like it. Yeah, like that's one classic, baby. Yeah, classic. classic. So I like it. I like it. Now, the other two, probably one of them would be Dave, one of them would be Dave Matthews, number forty-one. I'm was sorry, crash. <laughs> yeah, I'm crash into me. Nah. And then the third one. You're I'm such a-, a gentle heart. Like I love it. Like you, like for those listening, like Aaron's like the, one of the most. He he's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Oh yeah, mm, but, sexiest too. But he's super hilarious and doesn't like if you know him as like as one of your guy friends, he doesn't come off as like this. And I'm not trying to make you sound like a bitch or anything, I'm a bitch. But like, <laughs> but like he doesn't come off as this cynical little guy. And like, that's you, why I love you know, him. When we did TV shows, you pick friends, and oh, then yeah. like, oh yeah, you, like you love Dave Matthews, and like that's cool that you're. Yeah. he loves not, 50s you're music not like one me. Dimensional. Oh, yeah. oh no, and, and I love it all. I think man. that's awesome. Thank you. But Dave Matthews sucks. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I we had that conversation. I, I was like, what's your third song? I don't know, though. That's a hard one. Like A country song. Just No. Because no, like. <laughs> country road. I don't, I don't know. No. That's a hard one. That's, that's a, hard a real one. hard one. Because, I mean, there's so many good songs that I like. Like, that record's going to have to be like at least 20 songs. Oh, like yeah. That. Cause I got too many damn songs. Well, now we're getting. Let, let's just go around the room. I was yeah. gonna say I'm trying to think Give of me three songs. I have three. Dead. James, let's hear James, your three because I'm still thinking. My first would be Green Day when I come around. My right. second would be Garth Brooks Friends in Low Places. Shit, see, yeah, I mean. My third would be Prince Purple Rain. Oh yeah, see, all right. But there's gonna be a, a uh, ton of tracks on that thing. Okay, go you go, I go. Thinking. You go, I go. Okay, so number three. Uh, number three would be Ghostbusters. <laughs> Like the Fuck Ray, yeah. the what's it? Uh, <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, Ray Parker yeah. Jr. That yeah. would be yeah, because that's yeah. I, I love that song. That's, that's one really of my cool. favorite songs. That's been my favorite song since I was a kid. I love that song. My kids love that song. We sing that song. That's a good song, especially yeah. during yeah. the month of and September that's just and October. Like that, that fits that man. That would fit me perfectly. The third song, fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, uh, third. I mean, it- everybody wants to rule the world. Just because I love God, it. That's, 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 the, God, that's the song that just See, always puts me. If I'm in a bad mood at work, I put my headphones on, and yeah. I, I you can ask any partner I've ever worked with, I put my headphones on, and at some point I'm singing that song because I've had a that, shitty is day. Is that Hollow Notes? But, no, no that, it's Tears for Fears. Yeah, because yeah. that would be one of my number three. But then I would be like, well, what about Journey? Because I love Journey. Oh, yeah. And then I love REO Speedwagon. I, I mean, there's so many good bands in the A that, yeah. that I want them to be that number three because. I mean, shit, but that's a great one. 
Perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. Perfect pick. That's a great right, one. Number two, Jared. Um, my number two is Explosions in the Sky, Your Hand and Mine. Who is that? Explosions in the Sky, they do, um, it's instrumental. Um, and it is about eight minutes long, this specific song. It's just, uh, you, man, you just got to listen to it. Uh, but yeah, it's an instrumental one. Let me see if I can find it. Um, just to give you. Yeah, it's That's chill. It's chill, it's familiar chill, because it was from the Friday Night Lights movie. It's part oh, yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. and it's just exactly. and, and every time I hear that mm. song, or really anytime I hear Explosions in the Sky, man, it takes me back to that yeah. that time and that point in my life. Dust in the Wind would be a good one. Kansas, <laughs> <laughs> you my boy Blue. <laughs> so it always reminds me of Joseph. Uh, you, uh, oh, that, number two. you got a number two Jesus yet? Christ. I don't know. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just watched it. When I get hot, probably. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just always one of my like favorite songs of all time. It just comes to the top of my head right now. I don't know why. It's not doesn't embody me in any way. But Ghetto Boys mind playing tricks on me. Oh yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> nice. One. That's a good one. That'll number, definitely number, be on my record. Number one. <laughs> um, let it be. Oh, that's Beatles. a good one. Shit. That's a good one. That's a because good one. I, every time I hear that song, I cry. So I'd want the first song for them to hear be something that would make them cry. And then the second song is something instrumental that maybe they can reflect on our lives together, my life, their life. And then the third one, just Ghostbusters. Yeah. Just end on a smile. Number one, Joseph. Slayer Raining Blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Mud Vane, Mud Vane Dig. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. that's a good song. That's a good one, yeah. It's a good song. Um, <laughs> Damn. I, if if I'm gonna die before my wife, I'd give her something of us. So it would probably either be um, the song we dance to, uh, mm-hmm. which is what we call our song, which is Alkaline Trios. Every thug needs a lady. Or oh, uh, song. the song that we first talked about when we first met—that she, uh, that uh, that all the groomsmen uh, walked down the aisle to, uh, which was uh, John Legend's "All of Me." Oh, mm. that's a good song to sing. That's a uh, fun song to and sing. And then if I had to, I guess then uh, she, but she would pick a, a thousand years. Yeah, that stupid, that's, that stupid fucking Twilight song. Is that that traditional like years. wedding I song? I would die any day, no. waiting no. for What's that? you. That's the the this year's love. She walked out to the Boyce Avenue version. Boyce like, Avenue is a band that I showed her that she like really that cliche song that every, every no, this wedding. is the cliche one. No, I, I, that's that cliche. Is, I've that, never heard it. That is a good song. That's not the one I'm thinking of. But I like John. That was a good pick. Is it but like yeah, the, the, I, I would probably pick the, no, like, realistically dude. all of me because it, th- that song when I hear it, it makes me think of Brianna, mm-hmm. makes me think of Peyton, and makes me think of Ellie. Like, oh yeah, I mean that's, that, so. that's just yeah, that hits that hits every point. That's really good. That's awesome, man. I'm gonna find it. You're gonna find the song that you have no idea what oh, it like, is. Are you talking about yeah. "Here Comes the Bride"? No, 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 no. <laughs> Here <laughs> comes the bride. All dressed in white. It's some, I think it's some like uh, <laughs> country artist. I don't know. It's so. What's annoying. next on Flavor of the Week, Jerry? We're done. The only other thing that we have on for Flavor of the Week is the fact that they're still having riots in Portland and Boston, but I don't want to get into the negativity nah, part of it all, nah, so I'm just going to say it's that. like 50 plus days they're still riding. Moving on. Uh, we're going to jump into some of our... What's the main topic? Main topic. It's not really a main topic because we've got a few of them that we're going to talk about. But conspiracy theories. 
just the fun ones, the random ones, the ones that kind of make you think, hang on a second, is this shit for real? I'll start. Is Nicolas Cage a vampire? I've never heard of I've never <laughs> heard that one either. How have you know? Okay, so there's a lot of different pictures of Nicolas Cage. This one in particular, and if you have um, Facebook, well, then email us and we'll send you the picture. Look at that. Okay, that's just a dude from like the yeah. 1800s. How do I know that's a vampire? From like the 17th century. It's Nicolas Cage. It's the same guy. No, there's a lot of coincidence. People. There's a lot of people that look like a lot of people. He's Nicolas Cage. He's a vampire. Aaron, what about what? What say you? No. All right. Well, the no Bond chance. City Locker Room Talk crew has decided to debunk this conspiracy. Moving on to the next. I one. guarantee you, there's somebody <laughs> walking around right now that looks no. exactly like you. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I've met him before. He was and in, probably he went to tech. I, I remember I went to Sam's one day. I was working at Sam's and everyone was like, Hey, I saw you in the game on the TV last night. I was like, Fuck you. Well, well, I get, our ancestors I get lot, banged man. so Fuck. many people that our DNA is all over this place. Well, you know, it's like we all, might be related. All if Hell everyone yeah, with brother, blue eyes you wanna make out? Yeah. Everyone with <laughs> everyone with blue eyes all comes from the same ancestor. So if you have blue eyes Hitler. <laughs> the hawk? The hawk? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Some African tribe somewhere. That's the real god. Yeah, <laughs> Some the, frog yeah, that they I, worship. I, 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 sky, sky cake. <laughs> <laughs> sky cake. Gulax. Aaron, what's a conspiracy that you think? Or just what's a popular conspiracy you want to talk about first? We'll do, I mean, we'll do the ones we may think are real I mean, later. I don't know. I mean, I've always... always uh, <clears throat> I know I've always been intrigued about the whole moon, you know, Apollo 11. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's so many different things. But really, that's always caught my attention. It's always right. been the Area Fifty One. Mm-hmm. Oh, like it, like what do they do? What, like, what what's do they going? Have there? Yeah, what's yeah. going on there? I'm, there's there's got to be some type of testing and I mean, it, well, they, manufacturing or, or reverse engineering of some UFOs. The official U.S. government explanation of Area Fifty One is that it does exist. That it it may or may not actually be called Area Fifty One. I think they've changed the name because I think at one point it was called that and they were like, shit, everybody knows about it now, so let's yeah. change it. Didn't the it all break in the, in the late 80s when Bob Lazar was... Well, it wasn't just him, but somebody else... There was a lot of people. Too. Yeah, there were several people. And it, it is a place. It takes It's out on Groom Lake in uh, the Nev- Nevada yeah, Desert. Yeah, it's in Nevada yeah, Desert. Yeah. It is. It's not too far uh, from Las Vegas. And there's a... You can look it up on Google Map. You can go there on Google Earth. You can look at the airfield. And There's no doubt. The, the airstrip is Man, huge. They, they've had alien aircraft at that base and they, tried to reverse engineer it, I've said, manipulate it. I've said for years, like you look at technology from when the crash allegedly happened. In Roswell. Like 47, right? Roswell. Yeah. And then, okay, look at how technology was then. To compare it to now, we just talked about the iPhone 11. Right. Is it possible that, that that's why they were able to speed things up so fast? Because I think so. Before 1947 and all that, like, you know, technology was kind of, yeah, it was, they were figuring things out. And I know we talked about this on our Aliens podcast. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying it makes sense to believe that theory that there is some kind of alien technology that we have re-engineered to help build our technology that we use Absolutely. today. Well, you know what I like sometimes getting in, not really getting into, but thinking... You know, the big conspiracies are, well, that's what Hollywood and the media is doing is they're 
they're they're putting subtle hints over through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s all these little hints in in, in movies and tv shows and stuff of what is to come and and really when you think about it we are living in the future that we always wanted no we don't have flying cars and shit like that and, but we have video conferencing we has a we have exactly. phones on our wrists we have what, what, amazing what, technology to, piggy, to piggyback off of the area 51 stuff joe rogan just recently interviewed a couple of journalists like skinwalker that. ranch have you heard of it yeah yeah i've heard of it that's another like conspiracy that's that's extraterrestrial it's and they've got there, like man. portals it's into other dimensions there. and there's there was a family in the 90s that lived out there and all this weird stuff happened you got to check it out but he recently a couple days ago interviewed a couple guys that went down that rabbit hole skinwalkers the skinwalkers are a native american thing that, that was like where where individuals could, i've never heard of this so somebody t- yeah. tell okay, me about skinwalkers now i'm limited to to what i've also seen in pop culture media and stuff like that but skinwalkers were Humans were beings that could turn into animals. They, they could, could shape yeah, they like could, They could sh- shape shift into different animals or different objects, whether it be now, human this, or not. Is this a folklore thing? Or is it's this a, a, is this is a Native American folklore right. okay. kind that, of. So this stems from Native American tales, right? The right. And it's it's kind of been injected into this story of this ranch that's really peculiar and weird, and a lot of strange things have happened there. There have been family families that have lived there and owners that have experienced all types of weird stuff, seen creatures out there step into like portals and, so is it and a, things underground. Is it a tourist attraction? No. no, no. A lot of people try to go check it out. Kind of like, you know, the goat man when we were in high school right, and right, things right. like that, or um, some in elementary. It's just like one of those things people are interested and in, curi- curious yeah, about. Urban yeah. legend. But there was, um, there was something that the history channel did that, that was called the secret of Skinwalker ranch. And it was an eight episode. It's out now. It's an eight episode series mm-hmm. that, that goes into details of Skinwalker ranch. Um, they go out there and they do interviews. They talk about the UFO sightings. Right. Um, they talk about some of the, um, there was cattle mutilations that were there. There were people that lived there that said that portals opened up from the sky and craft was coming down. They talked about everything from man, just just crazy close, paranormal, close proximity GPS location coordinates to where Area Fifty One is. I don't think it's close. I think it's in the Utah. Oh, okay. um, I think it's somewhere. In yeah, Utah. it's somewhere up there. Yeah, it's in Fort Deschine. Desch, Deschine. I can't. I can't. It's, God bless you. It's in Utah. <laughs> Fort D something in Utah. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And with Joe Rogan recently covering it, it's worth checking out. I, I haven't listened to his podcast yet, but I, I want to. Oh, is to. it a newer podcast? It, it's new. It came oh. out a few days ago. Okay. And yeah. who well, I guess is, I know what I'm doing it's tonight with, before um, I go to bed. It's with Jeremy Corbell, mm-hmm. the oh, guy God that did the Bob Bazaar. Fuck. Yeah, he, yeah, he's much in it. He's, he's the same guy. He's always in it. He's the same guy in that episode that Why, he was in and, the other And ones. you know what? Joe doesn't like him. Why does he keep having him on? Because there's another guy with him. Yeah, he brought the... Because he has access to those guys. He got Bob Lazar. Yeah, he has Bob Lazar. He got um, Ah. whoever the main TV anchor was that Bob Lazar went to. And the UFO reporter is essentially what he he says he's some called sometimes called. Okay, by. I know what you're talking but about. But it's not it's not. I, saw I watched it. it. I watched it because I was like, man, this is going to be really good. But it's not. And it's nothing against those. But Bob, Lazar, you can't go past Bob Lazar unless you're going to send me somebody else that has that's not just a researcher. Yeah, someone that has not not even credentials, or but someone that has credentials. A, a good claim. Yeah, a good claim like the um the the fighter pilot, whoever the major was. That this would, dude, that attack. was a great podcast. That was yeah. yeah. This would be something Tom DeLong would be all over. Skinwalker hey, Ranch, bro. He the one with the fighter pilot. He broke oh, yeah. that news. There's been a ton of documentation over the years about this ranch. It's very notorious. People have 
try to jump the fences and see things and it's been documented pretty did, well. Did you guys watch the majority of the Joe Rogan Tom DeLong podcast? I have. I have, yeah. So it's been you years. Know, you know what you know what my problem was with that? Like Joe I love Joe Rogan. But he treated him like he was an, a fucking crazy person. Which, granted, Tom DeLonge is just a singer who had an interest in this. Right. But the, the FBI just announced, and granted his podcast was before that, the claims that Tom DeLonge had, the video footage that he helped leak, that that all came from the To The yeah. Stars documentary. And like, yeah. I, Tom DeLonge is crazy, but if you're going to have somebody on your podcast, whether you think they're crazy or not, don't treat them like they're insane. Well, and it's kind of interesting now to see the way he was that very he, demeaning. You yeah. Know what I mean? The way that he treated him then, you know, he's kind of reversed completely with this. And he still talks a little bit about in this podcast, how sometimes he goes back and forth, but he's kind of, you know, he's really, he's, he's really on more of the accepting lines that there are there, there that there is some concrete evidence of, Aliens of extraterrestrials yeah. that our government has, and George Knapp is the guy that's with George Jeremy Corbell yeah. on the podcast, okay. and he heavily yeah, was the- involved with a ton of other cases, including Bob Lazar. I, I, I've heard about him uh, a lot. Actually. But yeah, Jeremy Corbell is just, I, and, and, just, I, and just his documentary guy, was 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 a lot of stuff, but I didn't like it. Comes off as a bit of a twat. All right, what's another uh, <laughs> JFK. conspiracy? JFK. The grassy knoll. I love the JFK conspiracy uh, theories out there, but just, just the so entire history, of them or why? Back the, the, the history and revolving around the whole assassination and, you know, um, the story is just really cool. I mean, I remember watching a TV miniseries, um, 112263 with uh, James Franco. Ugh. Oh, because he's pretty cool. He he goes back in time to prevent the assassination of JFK. And he made that. That's what the movie is, right? Yeah, Yeah. he he he. He produced it and directed it, or something like that, right? Apparently, Franco is huge about the JFK assassination. Like, I'm huge on it. Conspiracy that he believes. I've visited the museum. I've been to the Grassy Knoll. Well, James, for the listeners out there that may or may not know how JFK was or uh, or Or was was not assassinated, what's the conspiracy behind it? Well, that Lee Harvey Oswald was not the only shooter. The Russians had some type of infiltration with the planning of it all. And it just wasn't a one-man job. It was it was a, a group of people who planned this out, carried it out. And, and from everything that I've read, it was because of his handling of the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Cold War was the reasoning for the conspiracy behind his assassination from what I read. And for Ed, so my thing is, is like, do you guys, be, if, 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 if we're just going to put everything aside and say, let's all say we do believe it was a conspiracy. All right. Do you think it was the government? Do you think it was the mom? Do you think it was Russians? Who, who paid for the assassination Man. on JFK? What's the most likely I think, culprit? All right. So oh, go ahead, James. I want to hear you. Um, I just think Lee Harvey Oswald was a crazy asshole. He had a lot of angst towards the president and towards America. You know, he was a former Marine and then he went over to Russia for a while and he lived there and came back to the United States. And then he even went down to Mexico city for some, I can't remember why he went down to Mexico city. It was right before the assassination, but I don't think he was the only person that was involved. I think he had an accomplice somewhere along the road that was involved with the assassination. It just doesn't make sense to the trajectory of the bullet magic bullet theory, all that kind of stuff. I think there's another guy behind the fence that shot from the front, but I do think Lee Harvey Oswald was the main 
you know, he was the he was mastermind the one that, behind it all. So, what? It, let me just pose this to you because this has been posed before too. What if he's a scapegoat? He's a crazy guy. That's what he claimed, and after that's what he I'm was saying. Incarcerated. What if he is crazy? And whoever ordered this hit, I could totally see that. I could yeah, totally because, see so many different that, possibilities. The only reason I too, truly believe there is some t- type of conspiracy here is if you watch the movie JFK or you watch documentaries about it. You know, we've all heard the term "back into the left." You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a ballistics major by right. any means, but I know how firearms work. I know, I, as somebody who. Sh- shot many firearms before i know how bullets work and as a paramedic i know how anatomy works and to get shot he was not shot from the back there's no way there's no way he was i've been to that very same spot i've been to the same spot not the same window but i've been in the a few windows over like two windows over from where lee harvey oswald was was posted up at in the school book depository and he the trajectory of the bullet it does hit the back of his head. However, I do not think he can get get off those three shots within a matter, a fraction of seconds. Especially, what, wasn't he using an M1 Garand? Yeah, it, it was a, I think it was a bolt action rifle. Yeah, you have to, if you've ever fired or seen how an M1 Garand works, it's shot, bolt, free chamber. He did not have enough shot, time to get they, off exactly, three shots. Exactly, no, no. Especially when the, when the first shot rang out, he missed. The car immediately accelerates. He's going to have to fucking go, you know, okay. and put that other uh, round in the chamber and, and get a f- another shot off. I, I mean, I think he maybe shot two of the three, but not three. There was a second shooter for sure, because uh, what was that other guy that was shot in the chest? Um, Con- Connolly. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, man. It's it's definitely interesting. Uh, Jared's currently looking at footage of it. I'm trying to find The film and- is their only visual of the assassination, which is a famous... Yep documented film if you haven't seen it i don't know it's all where you've been but that guy what was his claim why was he there that day because it's just see it all that's another part of the conspiracy is he's very the motorcade route was perfect positioning was published on newspaper so everyone knew which direction he was going to go which turns they were going to make and it was kind of cloudy that day and rainy in, in the beginning early morning and he was planning on putting the bubble on the car. Why? But they decided JFK did not want it on because he wanted to be seen by the by the people and he wanted to be close to them. What was going on that day? I always forget. Why was he in Dallas? Just a presidential campaign. I mean, he was just for, up for re-election. Up for re-election. He was, he he was, was campaigning, right? Wanting to come to Dallas and to Texas, which was not very fond of JFK at the time. But the I don't know why they would... Put the, the the motorcade route on the newspaper where everyone can see it. Yeah, in hindsight, that's 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 it's just stupid, horribly stupid. Like they would never do that with a. And they should have kept the bubble on top of the car, but they did not. They removed it. He did not want it on. He wanted to be seen. He wanted to let them know he's not fearful. He's not afraid. It was a and great. It, he was a great backfired. president. And I liked him as a president. I loved the whole family and the first Happy lady. Birthday. Not Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Mr. President. His, his brother was assassinated too, Robert. So you're saying back into the left, you're saying he was shot in the front. Yes. One of the shots. That's what I'm saying. He had to have been, for your head. I do think he was, he head, was shot definitely in the back. For your head to, of go, the head to go like that, that tells me you were shot from the front. He was shot in the back of the head. He, he, 
forcing his body forward. I don't know, man. It looks like an exit wound out the front. Or what is, what is it? They said, what is the thing? Maybe that. Maybe I have it backwards. And a, because this is a puff of smoke from the fence. What I'm getting at is Lee Harvey Oswald was found. His shot was claimed to have happened. And you can look up the diagrams that they post on Wikipedia of the shot that Lee Harvey Oswald claims to make. That his positioning is not does not coincide with... He can definitely hit him in the back of the head from that position, but not three get three rounds off two of them hitting him. I think one of the rounds was another shot shooter. Definitely. Yeah, you, you asked who we thought you asked who we thought. If this was true, who we thought did it. And I I I like the I, this is a weird way to say it. I like the idea that it was a rogue group of private citizens. So nobody believes it was the mob at all. Well, wouldn't that be that that would be the mob? I mean, yeah, I, that I, is a I, rogue group of I, private I would, citizens. I would say, I would say, if it had to be someone, I would, I, I wouldn't see it being like the CIA or some kind of government agency. I would see it as who people would, who people could describe as the new world order type deal. Like, I would think if someone, if someone is going to create some kind of conspiracy, then they have to be in the shadows type of in, like, like of not really individuals, but group. Yeah, but one thing you can't like dispute, the lizard people. One thing you can't dispute is he, he fled the scene. <laughs> He fled the scene. Yeah. He, he he hopped on a bus. He got off the bus, and he killed another person. He killed Officer Tippett. And then after that, he ran and hid into a movie theater. He's guilty. He's running from something. He was involved some way, somehow. Oh, yeah. There's so, no doubt. And he brought is, the gun. To, he brought the rifle to work. So he doesn't work for us anymore. But uh, one of our uh, guys that used to be our GM at... AMS at Amarillo Medical Services. Uh, he attended a uh, conference uh, where a doctor that performed the uh, um, uh, the that helped perf- that was present in the room. They had back in the day when they did lethal injections. A physician had to be in a room. And I think they still have to do that today. But when when they when the the physician that was in the room when Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, um, executed executed. He held this conference and one of our paramedics got to attend it and he was talking about how they asked him, do you have anything else you want to say? And the doctor says he was looking right at Lee Harvey Oswald when he said it and he just kind of stares, takes a big deep breath, like he knows he wants to say something and just looks over and goes, no. So the doctor felt convinced that there was something else. He took something to the grave. Yeah, you think Jack Ruby was involved somehow? The the club owner that shot Oswald, he had to have been connected with. It wasn't just some spontaneous I, I, I act of. Th- I think there was a payment, uh, and, and like with the whole thing with Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby had ties. Jack Ruby had right. It, it the goes the mob, mob and gambling that. debts and things like that. And I think it was like, hey, we did this. This guy is gonna. I. That's why I think if it was anybody, it was the mob. And they're like, this guy's going to sing. We need you to shut him up. And if you don't, you know, because he was, Jack Ruby, it was known that he had mob ties. He had gambling debts, all these things. He was a strip club owner. He was a strip club owner. He had loan shark debts. And what are loan sharks connected to? The mafia. And I I think those, out of every conspiracy I've ever heard, I, I don't think it was the U.S. government. I think it was the mafia. And Ruby was the guy that killed or that shot. The Lee Harvey Ar- Lee, Lee, didn't Lee, kill him, but he right. shot Lee Harvey Oswald. He was being transported to the police cruiser um, in the in the parking garage. Yeah. And I, th- I for think for what reason? 
if you're going to try to kill someone in police custody, you there had better be there has to be some kind. That's of That's what connection. I'm saying. I think I they they had too much shit on him, and it was like, look, dude, this guy. We think he's gonna sing because I think the thing the mafia was banking on the fact that Oswald would not get caught, and he did, and they didn't want it coming back to them, and so they took care of it, right? Like the mafia. And the crazy thing, he was. Oswald was killed on live TV. There were so many reporters there. Why let so much media down there when you're transporting the prisoner to another jail? It was just Yeah, that's stupid. what it was. It wasn't his execution. The doctor that was in the room, they knew that he wasn't going to make it. And that's what... So the doctor that attended this medical conference, he had said that like he got... He was like, you're not going to make it. Is there anything else you want to say? And he was... But I mean, as as a paramedic, and like you're in a state of shock if you're literally dying from exsanguination, from dying from bleeding out, you know you're, and you know you're going to be in a state of shock. So who as, knows? As far as Oswald yeah. being involved, there's no doubt in my mind that he was. Especially his 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 coworker picked him up from his house that morning, and Oswald had the the rifle in a bag, and, and the guy, his coworker, was like, "What do you have?" What are you carrying? He was like, oh, just curtain rods. You didn't have curtain rods. You had a fucking rifle bringing it to work for a purpose, especially the the fleeing after the whole thing happened. It's just it's obvious he was involved. But as far as the shooting itself, I just think there's another shooter there. As far as anything beyond that, I have no idea. It's all speculation. The mob, and the government, I don't know. That's why it's that's a conspiracy why it's a, that's theory, because there's theory. lots of questions around it. All right, so we're going to move. Oh, do you have something, Joseph? Well, I have a conspiracy to talk about next. All right, well, let's talk about it. So, the <laughs> one that I don't necessarily believe, but there's a lot of evidence out there. There's a lot of documentaries. One, the most popular being, it's called Loose Change, uh, is the September 11th attacks. Mm. Was this an inside job? by the Bush administration to help fund the war in Iraq. So, you know, we were all 14, 13 years old at the time of September 11th. And I remember my grandmother, my grandmother calling me and uh, telling me, hey, you need to turn, turn on the news because I was homesick. I, uh, I had a broken arm and I, I, at the time, sorry, mom, I had my stomach hurt. But oh, I actually shit. just played hooky. I played hooky on September wow. 11th. And I will always remember that. I stayed at home, and I wasn't really sick to my stomach. And I just had a broken arm, and I didn't want to go to school that day. And um, so, anyway, um, a lot of people have always claimed that, you know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, that, that those buildings were built to withstand uh, plane impacts and things of that sort. The, the crash in Shanksville just evaporated. That pieces of the debris were found over six miles away. Right. Um, the Pentagon. All, the, all these things, right? You know, one thing that I always found interesting, not to interrupt you, is when they said that the building was meant to withstand uh, a crash from a 757 or whatever it is. Yeah, but you you can only really test that once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I Thank mean, engineering you. and everything else, all things aside, That's you know. A, a good point. And, and physics... For that matter, <laughs> physics for that like, matter. Like that's a tall fucking building. Yeah, that thing was hit at the top. You know, it doesn't like how fast is that plane going? It's going at breakneck speeds. It's going faster than it right, like seven hundred, eight hundred miles an it's, hour. Right? It's totally intended to. It's going. No, it's not that fast. I think it's more like it was. I think it was. I think it was probably about four to five hundred. But but what I'm saying is, it probably did reach maybe 
upwards of five to six hundred miles per hour because they're going, going down, down and yeah. making a turn like that. To make that turn and to do that and hit that with that much force, I think it was just a and to quote South Park, just a bunch of pissed off Muslims. You know yeah. what I mean? And and the thing is, is like all the people are like that say it's a conspiracy. Say, you know, it hit up there. It didn't. How how did it, the way it collapsed in a pancake fashion it looked mm. like a controlled it just demolition? Collapsed on top of itself. I, that's that building. It's not. It's not new by any yeah. means. When was the World Trade Center built? In like the sixties, right? Oh, I have no I think clue. Sixties or seventies, and it was. It had been a target of terrorism before in the early nineties. Biggie even has a verse in his one of his songs. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying. If it did collapse, and who's not to say people are like, well, we, people that were there, there are accounts of secondary explosions. Who's not to say that they didn't, they were like, yeah, that's the catalyst, but we're going to make sure this damn thing fucking comes down. Comes who's down not, the right way. Who's not saying that they didn't plant those explosives to do that in the first well, place? And I remember watching video of them saying that we're hearing explosions in the sub-basement and the basement floors and stuff like that. But again, I, I agree with you. I mean, there was, you know, there was an investigation in the 9-11 commission and stuff like that. And yeah, some of it was... Some of the things uh, that that were not addressed in the 9/11 Commission that I, um, a lot of people in Congress wanted because I remember paying close attention to this for like research papers and stuff when I was in high school, but it to say that it was a giant government conspiracy, man, it's just a stretch. Right, just like it, the JFK stuff. It's just, it's just the, just the bad thing about the 9/11 Commission for Our that government whole thing, sucks at so much stuff. The whole thing that was so bad about that is that Bush and Cheney appeared together and not under oath, which to this day, that's completely illegal. Yeah. yeah. They should have appeared separate under questioning mm-hmm. and under oath. And on film. And on recorded. film. And, and it wasn't and, recorded. And you know, another part of the conspiracy is that uh, the building that hit the Pentagon, that mm-hmm. video, there's a hotel across the street from the Pentagon that was uh, the video footage, the angle is right it's there. never been released. It's never been released. Well, I remember seeing... That damage right after the Pentagon and thinking, okay, yeah. some of the some of the shit that Where's they're the saying, debris? conspiracy theories. Well, they the were picking up debris, but it was as big as their hand. And here, that's the only one that I'm like, eh. I think it would have done eh. more damage though. Like how big one of those commercial jet planes? People are saying. I, I just don't. People think, are saying, why aren't the wings like? It's just a hole. And I think what really happened, and, and this is this is this is not a you know I don't prescribe to this versus more than anything else, but this is just something that could happen. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a missile or something. Mm-hmm. And instead of them saying, "Yeah, man, in two thousand and one we were severely hacked, and this is a major attack on America, and we're just going to say that it was a plane," because screw otherwise saying and giving them the validation that, that they that, that NORAD fucked up that, that, that NORAD bad. fucked up that bad. That and, makes more sense that they lied to cover the fact that they screwed up and people died when they shouldn't have rather than government covering their asses versus coming up with something evil that makes more sense i, I totally agree with that I, then, now when i say i totally agree with that i i agree i accept that theory we're not more. going down the, yeah we're right. not going into conspiracy my, my thing is is i don't i don't think the u.s government was complicit in those attacks i do think they knew it was coming and they didn't have the appropriate means or they weren't ready enough to defend it I think there because there were, were there were multiple warnings that day. Yeah, and uh, they were running the damn drill. They were running running drills that involved buildings being hacked. And there's a famous thing you can go look up on YouTube of a fighter pilot for the U.S. caught them off guard. U.S. Air Force going, is this real world yeah. or exercise? Because they were running an exercise. Literally, everyone was of, running the exercise bi- of, of what planes was happening. being hijacked, and they only had in in that uh, 
in, on the eastern seaboard, they only had seven fighter pilots in that area to intercept, and they were so confused about if, and that's why it's a conspiracy. Is like, why were they running drills the same day? I'm sorry to tell you, coincidences do tend to happen. You know, I I tend to believe that people are not mischievous or evil or something like that. I would I tend to think that people for the most part are stupid, are stupid, not evil exactly. with intent. And exactly. to, to me, that makes the most sense. Now, and I know a lot of people get caught up in the fact, well, Bush made a lot of money and he had ties to the Bin Ladens. Well, that's what happens when you're rich and you're a president. You're yeah, and Bin Laden, Osama Bin Laden's an asshole, yeah. but his he comes from a very very Reputable rich family, and a very respectful, reputable, respectful, respectful family. Thank you. It, it, maybe not respectful, but yeah, reputable, reputable. family, family reputable. in the Middle East. Yeah. And the only thing is the bad when we talk about the nine eleven commission. The only there are a lot of holes, and like the and it it does make it believable. The bad thing about it, the nine eleven commission admits that uh, when asked when question of who funded these attacks, they put it to little to practical significance. And I'm like. Man, I would want to know who paid for 9/11. And I think the reason that they did that is because we knew. They knew and they did, they knew <laughs> but, but they knew they, they were told. Well, and and the thing is too, they probably knew who was going to who paid for it, but if they would have let that out there, that's that's automatically and I know the attacks are preemptive enough, but if you're saying if you don't have evidence of who paid for something, that's a preemptive of war, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they knew, but they just couldn't uh, couldn't defend maybe, it. Maybe maybe couldn't verify. Caught it. them off guard, just, or maybe they were playing geopolitical crap with instead of what was the best thing for America. I, but as do you people, think it was the best thing think for American assets? Who we, you know, blame this on the terrorist group, the Taliban? Do you think they were the only ones involved? Absolutely not. I think no. I think there's so many people that are upset oh, with sure. us that they're. I mean, hell, we're hacked by China and Russia. For all we know, Russia could have paid for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, there, it, we'll cut off conspiracies here, but at the end of the day, there is so much shit that we're not pretty to that as American people. Never will be. And, and, and never will be. Hopefully and one day we will be. I think Hopefully. The, I think Hopefully the, when I, we're dead, I, we I can am, see everything. The only thing I am praying for at this point is that, that Ghislaine Maxwell stays alive and is able to at least oh, snitch gosh. on somebody. Because they killed Epstein. <laughs> And they'll kill that bitch too. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 weird. Uh, conspiracy theories are weird. They're very they're, interesting. They're fun to dive into and research. And we may do we may do like just a straight up topic yeah. on this one time. Like to just it was nice up. to to dabble. This was in a, it. this was a off the off the wall. Like we didn't know what to talk about <laughs> this week, so we came into it. Uh, but Jared's got a few more things for this week to talk about. Um. Yeah. So one of the other things that we wanted to talk about was. Um, Oh, you know what? We're already on American topics and stuff like that. What happened to America? I mean, we have people that are constantly bickering at each other. We have racists that are, which which to me, racists identifying themselves is, is a good thing because then we know who to actively get away from. Yeah. Um, but it just seems, you know, the America that we live so in divided. now is our—it's so yeah. divided. But it's—it's it's, this is not what how I envision my thirties being. Right. I, this is this is not at all the kids, the job, all that mm-hmm. stuff. That's there. But the society that we live in now, our brothers and sisters being in the positions that they are now, I, I never, I never would have imagined. The one thing that I can objectively point to that has changed everything since the early two thousands is social media. 
the yeah. influence of social media, the direction we have gone as a society and as a community and just the utter emotion it pumps into people to become radical in the way that they think, the way that they act. It's just, it's been a game changer, especially the past 10 years. That is the catalyst. And I agree. I'm glad you brought that up because I've, I, I wanted to talk about this. I've had a, 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 a theory of mine that I've had for years that I've told to coworkers and people, cause we talk about this, you know, we sit on an ambulance for 12 hours a day. We talk about a lot of things. And, um, that was one of the things I was talking about is, is I really think that social media is what fucked us because when it comes down to it, you let's, let's, let's take it back a, a step. Okay. Let's go back to the year like 1993. Let's just go back that far. Right. Before internet really. And things like that. Like internet's kind of just starting to come out and things like that. <laughs> There's an office setting, right? And you got Bob and Mike, Bob and Mike work together. Bob is a conservative American, gun-toting, Christian, goes to church every Sunday, you know, believes in the Second Amendment and everything that comes with that. And he's an accountant, and he works really hard. And he goes and he goes to get his cup of water at the water cooler. And here's Mike. Mike's his co-worker. Mike is very nice. And so is Bob. They both get along really well. Mike is gay. Mike is liberal. Uh, Mike doesn't really watch sports at all. And Mike, you know, has different political views than Bob. And, but they get along really well because they work together. They shoot the shit for five minutes at the water cooler. They go home about their day. Now let's fast forward to 2010. Same coworkers, same political beliefs, same ideals. Bob goes and sits in his office, gets a friend request on his fucking Facebook app from Mike. Hey, I like Mike. He's a good guy. Click add. And then Bob sits there and for Mike sits there. And creeps. And they, and they well, <laughs> yeah. and they, you see what the other person posts. You see their ideals. You see their thoughts. You see everything that they believe in, the things that they share. And you don't like what Bob says. Create a judgment like that. Exactly. That is what fucked America up is because now instead of having our private lives and our private thoughts that should be kept to your own fucking goddamn self, that's all out there for everybody. Well, and, we create- and I know that if you're listening, not everybody does that. Well, I don't use Facebook for that. That's fine. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is a lot of people use social media to propagate a, uh, an agenda, to to talk about their political beliefs and their stances and things like that. And I'm guilty of it, too. I do it kind of more in a yeah. comedical sense. People use it to hate each other, but, too. But they just, just argue and they bitch and they moan and piss and argue. And, like, that is that is what I truly – I'm with you, man. That is what screwed this country up. That's why we're so divided. Because if everybody would have just mind their own goddamn business and believed what they wanted to and then went into that voting booth – I remember growing up and you never talked about it. Old people, no. they don't talk about who they voted for. No. My grandparents were married for 59 years before my grandfather passed away and they had different political opinions and they just didn't talk about who they voted for. They went to go vote on November 4th, but would never tell who they're voting for. Nowadays, if you know someone is liberal, you know they're conservative, you you can formulate your own opinion based on what they prefer politically and you cannot like them because it doesn't match up with who you are. A lot of people are programmed that way and 
They don't like people because they don't match with their political beliefs and it's bullshit. We, we're not even humans anymore. Exactly. No, we're, we're fucking like I have so many people on my Facebook that are even family members that share things. And the, the one thing that drives me on insane on social media, excuse me, is I'll see a, like a, a share of it, the, the link says news.government or no, like news.conservative.biz or something like or news.liberal.biz, which is not a reputable source of info anymore at all. Which, granted, <laughs> we, could get, we, we, we could get Wikipedia. into we could get into as CNN and Fox News. You're also just getting spin that's not real news either. But a lot of that is just, uh, you know, pointed towards to make you. Hate and people are so. It yep. goes back to what you said. As Jared. long as there's media, there will be hate. There will be racism. And and Jared, it goes back to what you said. You know, people are just stupid mm-hmm. and they'll believe anything. Yeah. And then they share that shit. And that's that. Yeah, that's well, that. people will always share what reaffirms them. Exactly. It's, social media has become a place where people can go and get told that they are right. And that's all they do is they surround themselves with yes people. Anytime you surround yourself with people that all they do is say yes to you instead of challenging you and attempting to grow you, it's always going to end with you being nothing but a whiny little child. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. There, there are so many people that are set in their ways that they're un, unwilling to have the wherewithal and the cohesive comprehension to, to just allow somebody to talk about something Close-minded. Close, yeah, very close-minded people. Well, and it's fear. Nobody wants to be wrong. Everyone that's wants to be is. right, and Everybody, everyone's afraid of being cowards you or something and, else. And, and that's the thing exactly. is we. I don't know where it exactly happened. Maybe it was before the 2016 election, a little bit before that and everything. But nobody wants the other side to win. And, and exactly. it's, like, it's like, I don't... It's a war. I think Trump is Civil a war. fucking idiot, personally. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want him to fail. He's the president of the United States. Yeah. I've said that before. But you can't have that opinion. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't Same, as, same as you can't. And, and you, can't. you can't be like, oh, well, I support him, but I can't call him stupid. No, like people... Like, why are you... If, if you think somebody is bad, and he's doing bad... You know, it's okay to shift from that. You yeah. could, you, it's, it's okay, okay to okay voice to, your opinion, and it's okay to have been wrong four years ago and change your mind and yeah. evolve and have these different evolving thoughts. Maybe I shouldn't have voted for him, or or vice versa. I'm not just, I'm not picking on uh, conservative people, and, and I'm just saying that goes, that works both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to 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 evolve your way of thinking. And it's interesting right. to see because people will say, well, you know, you're wrong about that. You're wrong about that. Well, then six months later, we can say, okay, I've gained more information. I was wrong about that. Yeah. And instead of people saying, oh, man, that's great. I'm glad you learned it was, yeah, you're right. You were wrong. It's just so everyone people is turned so up to self-conscious. the next level. They're so self-conscious to oh, God, admit that yeah. they're wrong. They're like they very just, defensive. They, 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 don't want to be, they don't want to be wrong. I'm wrong. They don't want to so admit that times. they're wrong. I'm wrong. Like a, a you know a, a broken clock's right twice a day, you know right. I'm wrong I'm wrong all the fucking time. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's okay. And I think like I look to people like, and this is kind of getting off topic, but like you know who I really look up to, and I hate that he killed himself, but Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah, he was he, he, so enlightened. I mean, he was one of those guys that freaking. When he spoke, you listened. He was accepting of everyone. He was. He was and, exposed and he to everybody. Was, he went to every country on this goddamn planet, <laughs> and he wasn't judgmental. And and was accepting. He he hated some of the shit. You could tell he really didn't like what he was doing. Or he where gave he it was a at. chance. But exactly, he's curious, you. and he didn't judge. 
Like you know, if we could all have, be no, a little he, bit more like Tony. He had his beliefs, mm-hmm. but he gave it a chance and then he formulated an opinion, an opinion after that. And, and it was but never he, but on he the never person. tried to force it on you right. as as the as the viewer. Mm-hmm. And it was never on the person. It was you know what that's you do your thing, I'll do my thing, but there was always good there was always good relationships with the people. You right, can have people, good relationships with people. He never had issues. Think two people. different things. Other well, than just your occasional dick, but he was he was abrasive. That way for a reason. He was that kind of guy. I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was he was in your face like I'm going to tell you how I feel and I'm not going to apologize for it. And that's how people should be as opposed to but, I'm going to tell you how I feel and if you don't like it well then you're wrong. You're wrong. You're, you're always like, going to no. be wrong. No, like and that's the thing individualism is gone. Yes. Is gone. That's what social media did. You know, I remember I remember thinking cuz we moved around a lot. I remember thinking, you know, my dad, we would be somewhere after a football or basketball game and my dad would see someone that he went to high school with. And I remember thinking, you know, when I'm in my thirties and forties, mm-hmm. that's how it's going to be. I'm going to run into someone and be like, Hey, I get to have that catch up moment of, I haven't seen you in 10 years. What are you up to? People I graduated with in high school, I could probably go on their Facebook right now and tell you everything about them. Like there's, you said there's no individualism. There's no more. I am who I am. And yeah. then we learn about each other. It's, this is me. Let me give you everything about me and constantly you, 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 this is me. No, and, 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 and we don't need that. If you're left or you're right, whatever, believe what you want to be. Um, We've all got to be together. But in the don't end. don't let other people's opinions hurt you or dictate your lives. And just just be yourself. And like like one of my favorite quotes is from Winston Churchill, and it says, "You may, you have enemies. Good, mm-hmm. good. That means you stood for something. You stood for something in your right. life. Yeah. And and so." Just it's okay if and and you know what if if people don't want to like you because of the way your political opinions are or the people you vote for or just like your thoughts on uh, anything social aspect then you know what those you don't need to surround yourself with those type of people anyway right you need to have people that are always going to be supportive and listen to you me and James have James and I a very yeah thanks sorry. sorry. <laughs> James James and I I have a very different opinion sometimes as far as like political stances go. Uh, I'm kind of middle of the lane. James can sometimes be a little bit more right about things, but he has liberal aspects too. But at the same time, we've been best friends since we were 15. We've never let our, our, our... No, and I never even cared about politics up until I was an adult. Just never concerned me. I just live my life, be a good person, and treat everybody with respect. And think those are the fundamentals we all need to get back to as people, and not worry about who the fuck is, you know, involved in this or that, and just worry about our own. And what happened to the golden rule? Yeah, exactly. treat others the way you want exactly. to be treated. They pushed it on us when we were in elementary and middle school. They had T-shirts and shit about. My that. grandfather, he was a he was a pastor, and he had a, a little a little case, and I have it to this day. It's a wooden case, and it has two like very nice uh, ones. Bl- ones green, ones red, and it it they both say "Do unto others as you want done unto you." Two little marbles, and like that's we can that's, live by that. We'll be okay. That's so. The- that's the thing we missed out on. So is it, infi- is, is it an inferiority complex that people have that they feel like, well, you have to believe what I believe. I'm I right so. and you can't exist. Is yeah. it inferiority? They're, or is it just a, they're stubbornness. so... Co- yeah, I stubbornness a, I and cockiness. I think it's an ego, ego-driven mentality that everybody strives to grow and feed. And it's sad. We can't just put that aside and 
and be one with one another and learn from each other, that those days are gone, unfortunately. It's, it's not going to get any better for our children. That's you, what I hate. You know, where where are we at as far as the podcast? How long have we been going for? 130. Uh, 130. An hour and 30 minutes. You know, I, you guys can offer some closing arguments. I'm going to stop here if you want to keep talking. The last thing I'm going to say is I challenge anybody, and this goes for all three of us in this room, this week, go eat someplace you never ate. Go eat a culturistic food that you've never that you've been afraid to try. Like if you don't like Indian food, go to Punjabi Affair in Amarillo. You know, if if you know, do something out of the norm and be open to it. And at the end of the day, if you don't want to change your opinion on something or if you think something is not you don't like it, that's fine. But at least you tried. Right. That's all I have to say. That's totally correct. Yeah. I would also think give everyone a, a chance. My 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 last word for the podcast, just to kind of echo on Joseph's, is think about the way that you always wanted to be treated. And I see a lot of people that get upset about all this, and the people that are the, usually the loudest on social media, they're the people that are trying so hard to get everyone else to look at them. Maybe that maybe we should do that instead. Maybe maybe the people that are being quiet or need to speak to the ones that are being loud and say, what are you really trying to say? Cause I don't think that, I don't think the stuff that a lot of people are posting here is what they're really trying to say. I think they're latching on to somebody else's thoughts and ideas because they're too afraid to share their own. That's true. <clears throat> James, what about true. you? Sound us off. Well, like I said, the golden rule is the pinnacle of humanity, we need to get back there, which I don't think we can with the direction of our technology and our social media and just the way that we treat one another. It's sad reality, but it's true. And I I just hope everybody can become individualized enough to take it upon themselves to make someone else's better day better on their own because kindness and caring goes a long way, but you've got to implement it. You've got to, practice you've got injected into other people and if we can get a chain reaction going that's all we want to happen even if it's small at least there's some difference being made in the world because that's all we want to strive for is just difference being pushed out there and promoted so because as gandhi said humanity is an ocean if a few drops of the ocean are dirty the ocean does not become dirty man in the mirror michael jackson guys this is episode 14 thank you guys very much for listening in i am jared scott i'm joseph king i'm james fairchild thanks for listening to bomb city locker room talk podcast see you guys next time be good to each other